Bingo was his name-o. And here, I have opened Pandora's box tonight, ladies and gents, as your host, Sully. Good evening. It is J.J. Bruno. Good evening. Good evening. I welcome. I am James Bruno. I am... No, okay, no, sorry. <laughs> I am not Lagosi, but I'm close. I'm very close. I'm Gil Palmer. I don't. Oh, yeah, know. sorry. Yeah, I was about to touch the. <laughs> we have Gil Palmer returning under the show, ladies and gents. He's been waiting to do another Mr. Science Theater movie buff type sit down. And what's that? Well, Tom is in the house. You smelt it. He dealt it. And, and I'm been for sure not appearing in this film. Not appearing in this film. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Also, not appearing on this podcast, Kanye. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was at that point that they realized nothing was lost. That he was lost and he was now coming on to this podcast. Uh-huh. So uh, this has been a long time in the making. I just figured, hey, you know, we, who who better to talk about 60s and 70s tough guys? We're just going back into the TV vaults. And I just figured we could talk about all kinds of just underrated, not as talked about, or uh, wa- even wacky to some extent, just uh, guys who should be on some kind of action movie star list. Just they know how to stake a vampire. They know how to win a gunfight with a bunch of other outlaws. They know how to just be a badass cop who doesn't even need a gun to kick someone's ass. <laughs> just uh, all these various guys in these two eras, you know, a bad cop on the loose. Right, a rogue cop killing other rogue cops, all kinds of uh, people who are kind of the Ray Donovans or Jack Bowers of their time, where it's like they're one minute they're being a bad cop, and then the next minute is like they're just being they're a good guy, but they're using basically everything the villain is throwing at them to retaliate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there, there's so many. Um, we're talking about James Coburn, Charles Bronson, yep, uh, Bruce Lee, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, what well, James Coburn though? The only thing I ever, ever really watched him in. Well, who was it in Kelly's Heroes? That was that was um. Lee that was Clint, no, that was no. no. Kelly's Heroes is Clint Eastwood. Okay, Clint Eastwood, and then. But in all Doc- fairness, it does have Telly Savalas. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Another legit bad guy, uh, hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like the only like James Coburn, the only thing I really remember with him is uh, the the Flint movies. Is that yeah? Yeah, yeah fair enough. He's in, yeah, Flint. yeah. He, he's in Duck You Sucker. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Yeah, um, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And I I used to growing up would get him mixed up with Lee Marvin, even though Lee Marvin had more of a uh, scowling jaw but <laughs> uh, yeah Coburn is more just kind of flamboyant there's plenty of movies he's in where you just recognize the voice before you even see him on screen because he just had that kind of aura where he's like on the mysterious guy you know taking a smoke or being a wise ass you know? uh, uh, oh Dirty Dozen that's with Lee Marvin right there, yes. yep. 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 and it has Telly Savalas and then Yes. When they made the third Dirty Dozen movie, he played the captain to replace Lee Marvin. Yeah. So do a flip on that, you know. Oh, and I think Borgnine was too for some reason. Borgnine was there. Borgnine. Ernie Hudson was in one. <laughs> yeah. Ernie Hudson. 
How, yeah, how, how, let's go. Winston, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like if there was a paycheck in it, he'd believe anything you say. Including hey, <laughs> hey. this is a winnable war. <laughs> uh, Hudson, as a sidebar, is just an amazing dude in that instead of waiting for acting, he basically let acting come to him. He, st- he started performing plays that he had written and, you know, casting agents started knocking on his door because they had been fortunate enough to see him just knock it out of the park at whatever play he was performing at. And Well, remember, he's also, he was in the, the late, great lamented, The Last Precinct. Yeah, Adam. Adam West. Adam West is so underrated as a movie star, too, because He's so physical when you actually look down to the nuts and bolts of it. Oh, man. Uh, there's like a musical where Adam West plays like George Washington, I think. <laughs> so if you think about it real long and hard, our founding father he's also, Batman. He's also in the Happy Hooker uh, Goes to yes. Hollywood. I, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you I, ever I got to rewatch that. Lady Chatterley, too. Yeah, it, uh, The Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood is kind of a real funny movie to watch um, because it's Which Chris one? Lemon. I'm trying to remember for sure. Joey Heatherton was in... Was that the one? Or Ghost, was that a Happy Hooker no, movie? Martine Bestwick was in The Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> Joey Heatherton was in Happy Hooker Goes to Washington, and that has one of the best lines ever uttered by Red Brown's wife, who says, it's his cocksucker... Cameron. Yes, Sissy Cameron says, is cocksucker one word or two words? <laughs> <laughs> the world may never know. The world may never know. That is a hell of a line. Uh, now now I got to ask you this, JJ. Have you ever gotten any of those Crown International pictures, like drive-in DVD sets? Yes. Uh, there yes. was one, one gym on there. The rest were kind of okay or middle of the world. Yeah. Middle of the world. Uh, I had, but there was I one. Had 200. I had a oh, 200 yeah, pack the, of movies. The 200 uh, pack is great, but there was this one. I, was I got through about 50 of them so far. 50. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one that was a total gem. It was called The Specialist. No, not the Stallone picture. It, this one was from 75 <laughs> and has, <laughs> it's basically, one reviewer said it best. This is an R rated episode of. Uh, Matlock, where basically Adam West is caught in a adulterous affair as a lawyer, <laughs> and at the end, it's just so great. He just randomly takes out a gun that no one ever knew he even had out of his briefcase and just shoots the guy he's been trying to uh, oh. get evidence on. And you're like, that is amazing. Only Adam West could have sold this <laughs> sleazy movie. Oh. He's had some other gems that I thought would have been perfect on Elvira or Joe Bob or Mystery Science. There's this one from like Nightmare. Night. Yeah, Nightmare Zombie. is great. Zombie Nightmare is good, but there's another one he's in called Maxim Zool, which I think might be by the same company. <laughs> he's like, he's a demon slayer and he's reading all these scriptures that really don't mean anything. Then at the end, yeah, he has to sacrifice himself to the demon. <laughs> oh, there, there's some other ones on here. Um, we can't not mention Lee Van Cleef. Just, I love how that man just it was yes. on high noon, I think. Yeah, and he before. wanted to, he, he wanted the to bot- be one of the deputies. And they're like, you're before the master. master. Yeah. 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 Master. <laughs> um, he's, in, uh, he's in, uh, what is it? The one, the Western that he did. Uh, good, bad, and the ugly. Bot- was that- no, 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 no. He, he did, he did good, bad, and the ugly. But there was one where he did, he was, it was like 
one of the 50 worst movies ever made. It's oh, Michael oh, 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 uh, Sabata. Sabata, right? He does oh, that. God, those are boring. <laughs> and there's a there's a movie he did where he they actually made him to be a um, American Indian. I think I know the one. I think I know the one. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's played Indians in something else before too, like some maybe old a Gunsmoke episode. Yeah. yeah, something. Yeah. But what is he? What is what is his first role most famous for? The first role he ever did. Shit. Not that one where he's um I know Kansas City Confidential, he shows up as a hitman for one scene. Yeah. But, but yeah. what was the first role he did he's famous for? What monster movie? Monster um, movie. Oh uh was on Mystery Science Theater, wasn't it? No, no, you'll never guess what he was in. Shoot. Was it Universal Horror? No. Yeah, yeah, it was a universal was. horror movie. Yeah. It's not it conquered the world. It's not the, it's not the talking vegetable one. It's not the one that Frank Zappa makes fun of. <laughs> um is it a Frankenstein? He's movie? the guy that fires the bullet at the monster from 50,000 fathoms. Ah. He yeah. fires the radioactive bullet. And probably he was, probably one of Tarantino's favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, and he had what was it? He had he was in South Pacific. South Pacific mutiny him and yeah. claude akins mm-hmm. are in the same mutiny he but he so was so many underrated movies he was he, like if you saw the name lee van cleef back then i mean to me like a lot of these guys we're going to mention they had their chance um through the studio system and then when that broke down they started to take these roles that were like in beep pictures. Like if you look right. at uh, Lee Marvin in Dead Heat, was it Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round? Oh yeah, he's pretty and exhausted the on that one. When he does the what's the one he did with Angie Dickinson and Ronald Reagan? The Killing. I don't know if he was in the Killing. He was. I think he was. Yeah. Well, shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was like he he, he Lee Marvin like played tough guys i saw him in the last like one of the last movies he ever did um a movie called dog day which is in front which was done in france yes and he was still he was still you know commanding the screen presence there oh totally and it made sense why they casted him as uh uh you know the donald westlake adaptation point blank yeah point blank that's what it was point I've been meaning to see that. I only saw the remake they did. Oh, was there a back. remake? Yeah. I mean, was that what it, it was called? No, I uh, thought there was one with called Mel Gibson, Point. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, there was a remake, Gil. I remember. I mean, Didn't Westlake's do... been adapted so many times, you know. <laughs> but like to me, like him, and he does a great movie in the 1970s called uh, "Shout at the Devil." Shout at the Devil. Yes, so much fun. Him and Roger Moore. Uh, and you know who saved that movie? Uh, Vic, Ar- Vic Armstrong, our future Indiana Jones stunt double, stunt coordinator. Yeah. Because uh, George Cosmatos, you might know him as the guy who was bullied on Stallone's pictures, you know, Cobra. He was a, known for being a ghost director. Like, uh, yeah. Kurt Russell directed all of Tombstone, not him. Uh, but what was so funny is uh, the Greek crew was getting real sick of him, and Vic was bringing him in, just saying, everything will be fine. I'll direct the action scenes, and Modger and Lee are excited. He's like, shit, this is the stuff we want to do. <laughs> yeah. 
and this guy's been yelling at us how we're walking how we're acting and just to be a dick <laughs> save that movie save that world war ii escape picture oh well escape to athena uh yeah athena sorry but yeah shout of the devils yeah. it, I, I get the two mixed up often because they are just so yeah. similar and shout of the devils are really good movie it was it's a b picture you know it is but it's uh, a good script too you know did you ever see hell in the pacific where he acts alongside uh to shiro mahone mahone yeah shiro him and shiro mahone holy crow imagining killing each other as two prisoners of war (laughs) yeah he should have gotten an oscar for that to be honest with yeah because that's a good you guys are mentioning movies i haven't seen yet that's all good (laughs) we'll get to it 20 years from now you'll get it get it yeah, it's yeah, got to be on stream. What was that you were talking about? Hell on the Hell in the Pacific. Hell... Hell... Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it under the movie known as Enemy Mine, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's what it's based on. I've it's seen basically... that one. Yeah. Same purpose, just different. But yeah, uh, to share him a phone. I mean, you want to talk a Kurosawa legend, uh, Red Sun, where he acts alongside Charles Bronson, is still just a fun. Oh God, I love that movie by james bond director terence young and uh ursula andres uh who i often call as andres yeah um <laughs> my father loved that movie he loved that movie uh yeah i'm glad you got to see it a bunch yeah. of times i just saw uh uh lone wolf uh versus uh sanjuro Oh, no, it was, it was, no, it was... Zatiochi versus Sanjuro. So that was an uh, interesting watch, especially seeing Mifun come back and play the title role that it made him. I famous. heard about Lone Wolf. Was there a series of movies for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I'm getting depressed they... seeing how people have just now heard of it just because of Mandalorian. I'm like, guys, how have you not heard of you know Lone Wolf and Cub? Yeah, actually, that, those are pretty I'm easy a, to find. I'm a comic collector, so I'm familiar with it. But and I it's never often really, where those yeah. kinds of movies were. You'd yeah. see them at comic book yeah. shops. Um, we can't not talk about uh, uh, Takshi Katano, also known yeah. as Pete Takano. Pete yeah. Takashi, yeah. Yeah, Takashi, yeah. Takashi's Castle, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sonatine is a great, great movie to watch. It's so brutal, and it leaves you wondering. Oh. It's like, how else would this, what does the ending mean? What it what what else would have transpired had he not you know just unleashed all this val- valley of violence at the very end <laughs> you might just, have to make you might have to make a list that i'm gonna have to check out because some I mean, of these i promise, yeah. promise. Yeah. um here with the class to me the 60s and the 70s were the age of the tough of the tough guy and yeah. you know you, you You've got the hierarchy. You've got Bronson. You've got Eastwood. You've got Heston. Okay. Right. You've got McQueen, who basically kind of was, you know, he'd done Bullet. He'd done The Getaway. He does Papillon. And then he comes back with uh, Towering Inferno. Newman. I don't think Newman was much of a tough guy, to be honest with you. But then you got other guys. Ombre and a few yeah. others and Butch Cassidy yeah other than westerns he's mainly just serious actor yeah um but I think like you know you got guys like James Coburn you got guys like uh Joe Lee Don Marvin yeah Joe yeah Joe Don Baker 
here's a surprise for you, Walter Matthau. Yeah, Charlie Varick. He, he's oh, yeah, both I, I, that was for oh, sale. I was going to pick that up too, but I didn't. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie yeah. and the taking of one, two, three. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, uh, here's one for you, JJ. Did you ever see The Laughing Policeman? Oh, God, no, I have not. Okay. I want to you, see that. You'll, you'll love this. The dialogue just crackles. It's basically, it came out the same year as Serpico, and it's another one. Just Bruce Stern plays a yeah. cop, uh, you know, suspected of suspiciousness, who's just laughing like a maniac. And meanwhile, Matthew is just like, get the fuck out of my way. I got to stop a mad bomber, you know, from blowing yeah. up New York. <laughs> so I just love and it. Loop back on Serpico, and loop back on Serpico, we can, at least we can look at uh, Al Pacino as a potential a tough guy totally too, a tough he guy did, before he, he did super to, he did dog day afternoon he yeah he epitomized the tough at least at least a street Even, a street style tough guy yeah tv guy yeah. once said the godfather is as much an action picture as it is a crime drama you know i mean you mm -hmm. you do believe him in those sydney lemay movies and even in cruising and uh sea of love and it's just a shame that you know other than he people just were wanting to say come back and be scarface and it's like no stop coming back and being scarface <laughs> oh james khan had a real good james khan yes yeah, he did some martial arts things or something i remember mm -hmm. freebie and the bean the killer uh, elite with robert duvall the killer elite. i was trying to think and duvall is definitely a tough guy when given the chance yeah mm -hmm. killer elite he does rollerball yeah, Rollerball is yes. a pretty movie. What's Rollerball he does the Godfather? Right. Uh, uh, what a brutal fight scene. Yeah. What's the what's the one he did where he was the thief? Well, there was thief. Yeah, was but there Steve. was another there was another one he did where his kids get taken away or something like that. I'm oh yeah, to it's uh, 1980. I, I remember. Yeah, and it's just heartbreaking because he's just like. What do I do? You know, <laughs> um, and there's, there were, you know, and you know, Jimmy Khan, Duvall, yeah, I gotta mm -hmm. say Duvall. Totally, every other um, western, every other tough cop movie he's done. Harvey Keitel is a good one. Harvey Keitel, um, Jack, Jack Palance will shotgun blast. Whether it's The Professionals or one of those cheesy Italian, you know gangster movies he's done like mr scarface you always know you're in for one hell of a time <laughs> um there was a movie that uh oh shoot i'm trying to remember it it was uh well here's 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 two guys that kind of made you know comedy and tough guy movies you know hand in hand and i, I think they're always overlooked is uh terrence hill and bud spencer yes oh yeah, I, I like uh, I like the shit. My, my name is Nobody, and yeah, all the spaghetti yeah. westerns. Yeah, Ben Spencer. I don't know if he was in that, but um, because Corp and and they they did a knockoff of <laughs> Terrence Spencer with Paul Smith, the big heavy set guy from uh, Midnight Express. Oh wow! <laughs> and they had a guy who looked like Terrence Hill. His name was Terrence Hall. Oh man! Oh yes. Or Bucci got PO'd, and he's like, "Look, I'm suing your asses for this." And Paul Smith, two million dollars or something like that. Oh jeez! But when you think about it, too, I mean, black exploitation movies were tough guys too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Williamson. Yeah, 
we'll talk <clears throat> sometime um jim kelly uh there's one great one in like 1982 it's like it's not free the hard way although that's a good one too it's like yeah, five down two to go or something like that it's yeah that jim brown yeah. jim kelly it's literally jim your expendables kelly fred the hammer williamson i keep thinking for some reason yeah koto I don't think Coda's uh, in it, but it's pretty close. What? One of those other types. Richard Roundtree, did that get mentioned? Yeah, Roundtree is definitely Roundtree in, it, but in it. Yeah. Yeah, Coda is definitely underrated. Uh, warning sign, yeah. alien, running man, and plenty of other black exploitation pictures. Uh, Harvey Keitel often brings it. I just right. saw the pilot of Kojak again. <laughs> it's fun seeing him as the robber. But no, I also, going back to black exploitation, I also throw in Ron O'Neill. It, he Ron played a different kind of yes that mustache baby oh my god super fly he played, a smooth, he played a smooth smooth tough guy a very smooth charismatic dude exactly um, he 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 had a, he had the image that he was this he was all smooth and nothing got to him but behind the scenes there were a couple of scenes where he just laid down the hammer <laughs> and he showed yeah. you what kind of power he really had and it wasn't the over-the-top kind of stuff it was it was there it was it was just there it was real it felt visceral and truly it it showed just how good of an actor he, that ron o'neill was and for me for that black exploitation i noticed there's a there's a couple things um there are the actors who play tough guys and there are tough guys who play t- tough guys yeah we scott Doug. and uh even Marlon Brando, you could probably say play tough guys, but yeah, I would definitely, if I'm considering yeah. a tough guy, I'm going to probably think Carl Malden on Streets of San Francisco. I'm going to probably think mm-hmm. yeah, other, but be- uh, Tom Selleck. It's fun seeing his obscure 70s movies mm-hmm. before he was TV megastar, you know. The seven Minutes. Seven Russ minutes. Myers, The Seven Minutes. Russ Meyer definitely experimented was- with all kinds of genres before. No, he, he was in a Russ Meyer movie. Tom He's Selleck. In that one? He's in the seven minutes. He's in that, and he he doesn't have the mustache, but he's he's in that movie. And I I was my father and me were watching it one day. It was on in the afternoon, and it's it's the follow up to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And he earliest movie I've earliest movie I've seen Tom Selleck in was um, Raquel Welch. the hell was the name? It was a weird movie. I can't remember the name of it though. But um, let's look this up. Mother Jugs and Speed. No, it was before that. It was a '60s movie. Myra Breckenridge. Myra Breckenridge. Uh, oh my god! Wow. Myra oh, was it? I'm I'm trying to go through it. My uh, Myra Breckenridge. That has to be the one. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. In, yeah, he's in that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he was he was a contract player for Fox, I think. Because <laughs> when you think about it, Meyer, that was, you know, as I said, that was, that was the follow-up for Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And people were expecting, like, you know, sexploitation with this, with that movie. And it bombed horribly, but it's a great movie to watch. And, um, you know, he, but if you remember, like, there was him, there was Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam you Elliott know. is so underrated. Um, you, met, you mentioned Seven Minutes. Apparently Charles Napier is in this. And that dude. Yep. Always playing a general. That that dude was in everything. Yeah. If if you need, but 
Yeah, and I just watched him in a movie he did with uh, for Jonathan. I think it was Jonathan Demi, called um, what was it called? Handle Black. with Care. Oh, it's also Matt, Paul. Is Paul and Matt is in it? It's Paul and Matt. Roberts Blossom, uh, Candy Clark is in it. It's it's something about CB radios. I think I did hear about that, and they had to yeah recut it. Oh. I he plays uh, he plays a trucker with two wives. Charles Napier <laughs> sounds like him. Oh, it's it's a good it's a good movie to watch. It's, it was like low budget and uh, it was pretty good. It was like that whole seventies independent wave. To me, and also we're we're forgetting somebody who, for me, defined the seventies tough guy. William Smith. I was oh thinking of bringing him up when you mentioned. I like Paul him in Smith. I, I like him in Invasion of Bee Girls. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if it has so much um, to do with the ladies in it, but you know, <laughs> all the labels, yeah, all. He's got, he has, is he still alive or did he recently pass away? No, he passed Wait, away a while back. Damn, I thought he passed it was, uh, away the last couple of years. Mm. Yeah. I think it was 2019, 2018, he passed on. And he was, you know, he, he's great in Invasion of the Bee Girls, The Ultimate Warrior. Uh, <laughs> He did, he did he did CC and company. He's the bad guy in that one. Um, oh, wow. There was wasn't there, there was a motorcycle move. Oh, go ahead. Uh, wasn't there a movie? Because I'm uh, you were talking about Tom Selleck and some of the movies he did. And wasn't there one he did with Jerry Reed where he was a trucker? He was driving a truck or something. I'm not sure that's about Pete, that. That's the Peter Fonda one. Oh yes, uh, with the with the snakes and the cultist guys. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's that's okay. Warren Oates and him was and Peter Fonda were in Race with the Devil. That's the Jerry, one. sorry, Jerry, Jerry, uh, say Jerry Lewis, Jerry Reed and Peter Fonda were in another one because they'd just done Smokey and the Bandit, so that whole trucker thing was starting to take off. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of that one. I'll put it up later because I'm going to go through all these old previews and you'll you'll get a kick out of some of the movies that um uh, i'm glad that you I'm, brought I've, up the I've, ultimate warrior because that's just a outrageous movie you gotta see it we're just yul brenner is just going bad shit on everybody <laughs> that's a movie i mean i liked him in westworld i've been wanting to see ultimate warrior but i haven't seen it yet oh man it's we're yeah. gonna die together we're gonna die together that's <laughs> william smith's uh <laughs> Great line. But in that movie, in that movie, you see Max von Sydow, who's you know, <laughs> who's, you know, great. You know, I see you. Know, I give them to the street people. You know, I saw your man outside. He, uh, he. We introduced ourselves. Your people cannot hold much longer. I like you. I like a man who is tough. <laughs> oh. Oh God! To see Max von Sydow in a B picture was just like you know. Who did he piss off? I heard he was difficult. <laughs> well, we're missing out on a couple of a couple of uh, tough guys that I we would be remiss if if we excluded them. One of them being Chuck Norris. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. he's legit. There's there's no two ways about it. What I'm I see, still, with him I'm still dangerously. <laughs> Most of what I saw, yeah, yeah, but um, what he's probably 
like Lone Wolf McQuaid well, and stuff. He was in Break Lone Breaker. Lone Wolf McQuaid that, pretty cool. Oh, that was yeah, a okay. Breaker, Breaker. That's oh, even, Jesus. That's even <laughs> yes. I remember when Conan O'Brien had that on his pull of the lever, and he was basically just, it, it was like, man, we just made this seem so much more gay. <laughs> breaker, Breaker, good guys wear black, the octagon. Trying to think what else I think, he, I think he is one of the guys in the crowd. Force of one. Uh, we, we we mentioned Jimmy Khan. I think he is. I think Norris is one of the guys at the karate studio briefly in Freebie and the Bean. Yeah, yeah. That's also that's also not forget. Um, I think it's Bo, Bo Svensson. Yup. He. Yup. Pulling something way out of my past, and um, I can't remember the actor's name, but um, the guy who played Billy Jack. Oh, Tom Laughlin. Tom Laughlin. Tom Laughlin. Laughlin. Yep. The Billy Jack movies are a trip. I, I have I the have, box set. I don't think I have the box How's the picture quality? Pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I've watched those since the 70s. Oh, God, Gil. I mean, it's there was four movies made altogether. Yeah. <laughs> there was The Born Losers in 67, Losers. Billy Jack in 71. Mm-hmm. And then Billy, the trial of Billy Jack, which was seventy three, and then he made one called Billy Jack goes to Washington. Goes to Washington. That's what I had, <laughs> and that got pulled because it was so bad. I mean, the reviews <laughs> were just terrible. But I remember watching Billy Jack, the first one, and when he's in the park, and that guy says, "Yeah, you think you're smart? You think you know your karate with your kicks and everything like that." Huh? What are you going to do about it? He's like, you know what I'm going to do about it? I'm going to take my right leg here. <laughs> playing on the left side of your face. And there's not going to be one <laughs> damn thing you can do about it. And I was like, I went to school and this kid comes up. He's like, you want to fight? What are you going to do about it? Says, I'm going to take my, and I just fucked it up. I was like, I'm going to take my right leg here. And put it on the right side of your face, and I think I just screwed up. Really <laughs> <laughs> goes, but Billy Jack, he had a uh, Bong Su Han teach him Hapkido. You know who Bong Su Han is, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Hapkido master. He was in Kentucky Fried Movie. He played the bad guy uh, in go. a fistful no. again. Yes. <laughs> but he was also in uh he was also in one of my favorite movies called Force Five with um, yes, Force Five. Who the hell was in that? Uh Ron Marcini, I think. Or... Yeah, and uh also uh uh Benny Jet Yukites. Yeah, yes. yeah, King choreographer. Jackie Chan was afraid of that dude. Um we were we were at a we were at a um uh we were at the uh the Yaks Fest in uh in June, and they played the the preview for Force Five when Benny Jet Yukites came on. Everybody was cheering because I think a lot of a lot of us know who he is. You know, oh yes, yeah, no man. Uh, what about Robert Shaw? Oh yeah, oh come on, Jaws. Yeah, I know. Oh, Force, Force Ten was from it Navarone. Jaws? Yeah, yep. Force Ten from Navarone. What was the one that he did? Where he was the Russian agent uh, from Russia with love. Where he's no, 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 not not from Russia. I know he's Russian from Russia with love. Yeah, as red, but, um, 
the the was it the Avalanche Avalanche Express there with him and Lou Avalanche Express. I think he's in Battle of the Bulge briefly. But yeah. But Avalanche Express, I wonder how much drinking was done between him and Lee Marvin. Oh, they, they drank two <laughs> bottles, definitely. Um, William Conrad on from Cannon and Jake the Fat Jake and the Fat Man. What do you think of him? Wait, wait. Are you, no, no. Are you saying, wait, J- William Conrad mm-hmm. or Robert William Conrad. Conrad? No, not Robert. Uh, William, William Conrad from William, Cannon. William Conrad, I, 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 I don't remember him being in a lot of movies where he was a tough guy. Yeah, it's pretty much just small screen. I'm, I'm just going out. Yeah, yeah. Now, Robert Conrad, I saw in a movie called Sudden Death. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With yes. him and Felton Perry and Don Stroud. There you go. And that was a movie I told you about this where they were, they, it's in a, it was done in the Philippines. <laughs> and they did it for, I think they must, I think they probably got a shitload of money to do it. Be- because they got Don Stroud, they've got um, who is it? Um, the guy who played the Rick on uh, Magnum PI. Oh, they've got shit. John. They've got John Ashley. Larry Minetti. Yeah, Larry Minetti. They got John Ashley from the from the Beach movies playing a uh, um, like a like a CIA squealer or something like that. John Saxon, and it would be a oh yeah. <laughs> that's all of you but him and felton perry and it's like felton perry is just like you know it's like him and felton perry, it's like the most mismatched deal you can think of but it's fun to watch yeah because totally. it was a good movie it was a good movie to watch you know they slave for pay and you know <laughs> kicks, 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 you know it's it's it was uh ernie anderson oh, yeah. Did the, uh, yeah and him and don stroud like have a fight at the end of the movie <laughs> bloody as hell uh, it's been on my watch list, but now I will move. Oh, it. <laughs> that's great! That is great. That is great. Man, oh man. Um, <laughs> all together, uh, Billy D. Williams is a pretty decent, tough guy. Oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um, Hit. You gotta see that movie Hit. Yes, Hit. He, he takes out the rocket launcher at the end. That's pretty cool. No, no, no. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, him. He Stuff plays like the FBI robbery gang. He's... Yeah. No, no. It's it's it. Uh, his his daughter overdoses on heroin, right? Right, right. So, I'm just remembering all the asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, he gets seven, six or seven people who are like tops in their field of what they did. And one of the guys he gets is Richard Pryor. <laughs> yes. And Richard Pryor, I mean, even though it's like a serious movie, Richard Pryor does this one bit where he's like going, four seconds, too slow, do it again, do it again. Like he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, and you can tell Billy D. Williams is like laughing his ass off because he's just making fun of like the character. But the movie is just really good because they got to hit everybody Literally like at the hit. same time, at the same <laughs> spot. And then what they did was, Andy Sidaris, who you guys know from, mm-hmm. you know, Picasso Trigger and Mr. 80s um, dude. Hard to Hawaii. Yep. Yep. He did a movie called Seven with William Smith, which yeah. is almost the same premise. <laughs> yes. Because they're oh, gonna man. take and it's it's who is it? It's um William Smith. I keep thinking 
the guy who played the karate guy in one of the Pink Panther movies. Oh, Art Kato, yeah. No, 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 not Kato. The guy who played, um, the guy who's going to assassinate Cluzo in his house. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Ed, Ed Parker, Ed Parker, Kem- Kempo Karate Champion, Ed Parker. So Ed Parker's in it. Then they have Al, um, the, um, Al Art Matrano's in it, too. The guy used to go that 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 Um, it's somewhere online. I actually watched it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie to watch. I gotta see this. But hit hit is really good. And then Billy Williams did hit. You know, he did Lady Sings the Blues, Ebony. Um, and then he did Empire Strikes Back. Yep, which is a great movie. He's in a forty-five commercials. He was also I forget what. Did you see uh, Deadly Illusion, which was a fun Larry Cohen (laughs) noir that Billy Dee gets to kick a lot of ass in? No, I did not. Okay, that's another one. (laughs) Don't recommend. Trying to think who else. So many, I know. Uh, Richard Harris, I think, is very underrated. Oh yeah. yeah. Gene Orca, um, you got the guy see? from Orca and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did, mm-hmm. did you ever see? Uh, hear the funny story talk, talked about Marlon Brando? <laughs> no, I got to hear no? this. Okay, so uh, they were doing mutiny on the bounty, and you know, Brando was being as usual. You know, movie was dead on arrival before it even you know made it to the box office, and uh harris spited the man so much that he just smooshed him on the lips and said you fucking ruined this (laughs) 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 and just called him all other sorts of names i'm sure like prick and you know diva and but he you know just seeing him on screen and i'm forgiven along with you know gene hackman you know and hackman is no stranger you know i love how Aside from the conversation, you know, the Domino Principle is a pretty twisted spy movie. Um, and, of course, original Lex Luthor. So. <laughs> you're, forget, you're forgetting the best role he ever had, which was Popeye Doyle. Uh, there you go. Yes, yeah, the, French, the French Connection, connection. baby. Yeah. French Connection. And then there's Scheider, who does... Roy Scheider, yes. Um, you know, the French Connection, the Seven Ups. The Seven Ups. Um, um, what was, what, um, Jaws. Yeah, did you? Uh, it, we we brought up Jonathan Demi and Napier. Did you ever see uh, Last Embrace? No. Yeah, it's so no. good. Where he, it's it's simple, but it's just so cool seeing him play a former assassin trying to reintegrate back into human life. Um, when you were talking about uh, Roy Scheider, there's a movie he did called Wizard, which was based on an old movie, which is based on The Wages of Fear. Where he plays oh. a trucker. Oh yes, sorcerer. Yes, sorcerer. 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 I'm keep thinking wizard. Sorcerer. Yes. Now that is. A... They're what are they trying to bring across? Like, Nitroglycerin. Yeah, a bunch of stuff that could be used for weapons. Yeah, it finally got the restored Blu-ray treatment. Yeah, <laughs> and Freakin was Freakin was like adamant that should be done. You know. Yeah, Freakin's another one of his kind who I, I just love how his various panels that when he's full of shit, you just gotta admire just his endless energy. Blunt honesty. I mean, um, blunt honesty, yes. 
but yeah, you, you got Hackman, you know, you got Schneider, you got, I mean, I don't know who else we can think of right uh, now. James Earl Jones is, can be a badass when he wants to. Oh, oh. I mean, I just being saw master him. and best of the best. You ever see uh, Blood Tide where he plays a, a kind of a, a gypsy kind of guy going against this voodoo death cult but i feel like i've seen that but it's been a long time yeah he's uh so mainly in the on occasion he'll he might pull out a gun or something but yeah he's the most uh paris was an old procedurally i saw that steven i watched it as a kid paris that was a great tv show (laughs) um what's the one that he did you know, he does Great White Hope, but there was another one that he did where he played like a psychiatrist, but it was like a really, it's like a screwed up six, like a screwed up hippie movie. I have not seen was that. I'm trying to remember what. I know, I know. James Earl a, Jones. I, I, he was in a Rod Sterling movie, I know, where it's like in a 60s alternate reality where a black man becomes president. And obviously. The man. Know, the man. He, and yeah. Obviously, you he was. Think of, I'm sorry. I mean, you also got the various Tom Clancy movies where he's playing the, you know, Joint Chiefs Admiral guy. So all this time, it was James Earl Jones keeping us down. Right? (laughs) He was the real hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a movie I've been meaning to see with James Coburn called The Analyst, which you were describing something that made me think of that. I will have to see this one. Um, the analyst or the president it's the president's analyst right yeah you're right that's what it yeah well i will have to check that out too that was um him godfrey came i remember james coburn godfrey cambridge um trying to think about patch up uh pat harrington who played schneider on uh on a one day and um severin darden who was a really good character actor he was he was in uh um, conquest and battle for the planet of the apes he played he played the um what is it the uh the bad guy the mutant leader Mm. in that movie yeah that's sweet i'm trying to think I'm trying to think. I'm looking for the. I'm looking for that movie that James Earl Jones did. And I'm going to be like kicking myself because I know he did it, and it was it was hilarious to watch. Um, let's see. Now, while he's doing that, uh, I just thought of I just thought of another one that's kind of in that same genre. Uh, Claude Akins. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean he 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 plays tough guys or these rough types and. I, if I remember correctly, he was in the like the last Planet of the Apes movie. He played uh, Aldo. There you go. Yeah, he played, but, uh, old, he played Aldo in that movie. Yep, and he did. I know he was in um, what was it called? A show called Moving On, where he played a truck driver. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the stuff. name of the movie I was looking for was End of the Road with him and Stacy Keach. Oh, there's another uh, one. Yeah, where it's like he uh, he basically it's it's about an English professor who goes just basically off off to a um, off to a uh, no no he he goes nuts and he he he, 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 he goes to this insane asylum run by Doctor D who is James Earl Jones 
and it's just silly and funny to watch. I mean, drama, drama parts, but it was really good. Dr. D. Uh, Harris Eulen from freaking Scarface and Clear and Present Dangers in that, too. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's your take on uh, Ricardo Montalban? <laughs> Being an actual, you know, bodybuilder and everything. Uh, he's in a good, you know, obviously. He's he's in good shape for, he was in good shape for Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, did, did you ever we see that? We stopped to ask the question. We still Sorry. have to ask the question, quién es más macho, Fernando Lamas or Ricardo, or Ricardo Montalban? Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> yes. Well, he's in, he's, more... he's in a great Western called The Deserter, which is one of Tarantino's favorite movies. <laughs> and he was also in an episode of Columbo that was really well done. I might have seen that one. But... Don't know for sure. So... And with him, you know, he got his second wind with Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I just love him mainly just as the bad guy in Naked Gun. <laughs> well, you ever see him in Freak as well? Also got me thinking about Patrick McGowan. Patrick McGowan. Oh, from The Prisoner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From yep. The Prisoner and also Hell, the Secret Agent who- Man. Anyone who or was Danger Man the 60s shows the Avengers was pretty badass, but yeah. He, yes. He was the bad guy in um, Silver Streak. <laughs> yes, and he was. He was the, he, you know, this new scenario will be having... I didn't know what a scenario meant, but when he said it, my, my ears would like perk up. Um, <laughs> he, he was he was good at uh, Escape from Alcatraz. As, as, as the good one. Yep. fucking... As that, sadistic son of a bitch warden mm-hmm. and then he does then he does baby secret of a lost legend and i'm like come on man you're the prisoner come on i can't believe that movie's 20 bucks on itunes or something like that yeah who the hell wants that? <laughs> it, it's 17 to 20 i'm not sure but i was like i saw it on there and i'm like man i haven't seen that since it was originally in the theaters mm-hmm. and it was really bad and boring. It's got William <laughs> Cat in it. Yeah. Baby. Uh, what was that? Baby. The Lo- I can't remember what it was called, but you said it out loud. Yeah. Baby Sean Secret Young. of a Lost Legend. That's yeah, it. Yep. And Sean Young being a diva. Um, uh, also, uh, uh, do you consider Steve McQueen a smooth uh, action star or just a guy? I like, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he said earlier, there's, I, I like Bullet, and then there was The Getaway. Mm-hmm. Was there one called The Hunter? That's the last movie he he made. That was The uh, Hunter. Yeah, uh, yeah, The Sand Peoples, I think, is very underrated. Where he gets to be very Sand Peoples is great. Yeah. Um, in that he's you know The Great Escape, The Great mm-hmm. Escape. Um, what was it? The Thomas Crown Affair. Right. I have that too. Uh, yeah. But um, the one that gets me is he does he he he's he you know he does Tom Horn, he does you know he yeah, does a, you know I, I, yeah. yeah he does Tom Horn he does uh, I forgot what else then he does a Heinrich a Heinrich, a Heinrich Ibsen story called An Enemy of the People, mm-hmm. where he plays a doctor who is warning people that the springs that the people are using you know to heal themselves is basically like poison and nobody will listen to him and he actually like 
I think Groot's I have seen that one with yeah. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no, Charles Durning is in it. He plays his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, the, the, the formula. Yes. And, well, the formula of George C. Scott, the enemy of the people. I think Martin he, Sheen is one of the evil doctors, I think. But the the thing in that movie was he grew his hair out, he grew a beard, he gained weight, and the the movie didn't do too well no. per se. And then he goes back to doing The Hunter, which is a great movie about Papa Bear Thorson, mm-hmm. who's an actual guy, an actual bounty hunter. He was murdered in real life. Yes. Um, and for his final movie that he did, it's really not all that bad. <laughs> no, I mean him. Eli Wallach is in it. Um, I'm trying Levar, to think. Else. Levar Burton is Levar the kid is who he saves and says, "I'm going to give you one chance to get your life on track." <laughs> you know? Um, Sam ben was, Johnson. Ben Johnson's in that. Um, the great thing about that movie is that, um, well, the sad thing is that they were doing one scene where he was chasing a guy around a corner, and the guy who was the director. Like was asking, hey, anybody know where Steve is? They're like, uh, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. <laughs> and what happened was, was that he walked around the corner, and there was Steve McQueen, like, <sighs> like this, like you know, trying to catch his, you know, trying to catch his breath and pale as a sheet. And they didn't realize he had he had lung cancer, like he was oh, getting. But that movie is great to watch, I and mean, even though it's his last film, you know, it's great to watch him you know do an action movie again totally and the car chases really are worth it and i do like like you say the whole bounty hunter premise how he's basically a hunter you know before fred dreyer but he's an actual <laughs> bounty hunter just going around and he just can't win he's and, and there's so many times where you just see movies like that and you're like yeah this is, these are the kind of cool cats who harrison ford basically based their you know careers off of um uh what about george kennedy Oh come on! Every air. What's the more movies. like? Yeah, the airport movies. I was gonna say. Yeah, no, I just figured. Uh, cool hand Luke. Yeah, I, I cool just, hand Luke. Yeah, he was in that. Yep. Great. The he was actually. He the was Phoenix. actually. He's he he's basically who you got if you can afford Ernest Borgnine. Um. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America vs. Darth Vader, Solid Snake vs. the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop vs. Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. And somebody else uh, came to mind when going through the 70s movies, um, Jane Michael Vincent. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh. Damnation yeah. Alley. And there was one that's that the one where they're driving around. That's one where they're driving around in that ve- funny looking vehicle. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, supposedly the-, the rumor was that was the vehicle that was in Arc Two. It looks like showed- it. it's not. It's not. It's not. But they they based it off of that. I think one based it off the other. But Damnation Alley was supposed to be the big money maker for Fox. Mm-hmm. And and Paul Winfield, the- and a bunch of others. Yeah. It was. Um, it, it was, it was supposed to be a big money. Oh, go there's ahead. Also, one that he, was do, he did with Charles Bronson, where he was an assassin learning uh, the, from the, Bronson. The mechanic, the original one. The mechanic. mechanic. That was a freaking amazing movie. The ending. Oh, yeah. the, the ending, ending. Tom. One of the greatest endings. I'm sorry. You can talk about, you know, Seven. You could talk about, you know, this, that, the... The mechanic to me is like you're just sitting there going, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> exactly. It's basically the mind fuck from from Fight Club. Yeah, done with explosives. Right. Done with explosives. Yep. I mean, you were mentioning Sonatine earlier. Is like, whoa, what carnage just did I witness? Uh. Um, Robert Forster. Out, you know, yeah. alligator. Yeah. Totally. Before that, I can't think of what they were before that. But okay, well, I mean, other than various other, you know, uh, vigilante movies, I, I was yeah, I was gonna make, bring up vigilante because that and Woods and you know they are amazing in. Just... Um, Avalanche. Mm-hmm. He's in Avalanche with Brock Hudson. So, I saw the MST version of that. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. It's missing the boobs, but. Um, yeah <laughs> the thing i love about that is the uh the quote that um the mother says oh he's up to his ass and celebrities and it cuts the rock cuts and they go okay guys don't say anything <laughs> <laughs> and um the mother the mother the mother the mother crashing in the ambulance and well at least she went out the way she came in what's that lit oh <laughs> oh Ouch. Uh, what about Dirk Benedict? Oh, yeah. oh uh, Star, Glass, Star yeah. and A Team. Yeah. He there did when uh, he did. There was, he did one called. When he did before, I remember that. Yeah. It's called him, and he turns into a snake. Yes. Him, oh, wow. Strother Martin. Yep. Yeah. Him, Strother Martin. Heather Heather Menzies was in that. I think yep, so. From, um, from Logan's Run. Mm-hmm. From the Logan's TV Run. Series, yeah. Um, and I remember, and Red Brown is in that. <laughs> Red Brown is in that. Red Brown had a really good career. You've got to see the career he had. He's Holy in a the bunch of war movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he, he, he had a career. He's had a career, man. I mean, I've, I've, I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. And he posted oh, yeah. a picture him with uh, Lillian Gish when they were on the Love Boat. She, he played her grandson. Oh wow! And I'm like, and he also worked with Helen Hayes and Mildred Natwick. And I'm like, these are some really good actors, you know. Yeah. I can, you know, he worked with Christopher Lee when he did Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And in Howling Two. 
and in Howling 2. I just got the out-of-print Blu-ray. It's amazing seeing Steve Johnson, you know, famous makeup artist. There's one scene there I like to see them repeat over and over and over again. Yes, yes. (laughs) But truthfully, can we ever truly get over his crowning achievement being in the first season of Chips? (laughs) Yeah. Yep, a show which is where Michael Dorn started. Yep. Um, oh, that's right. Well, what do you think of George Peppard? George Peppard. George Peppard. Yep. Oh yes. Great. Great as Banachek. Um, was good in the movie he did where he was he was the flyer. Oh, the, um, the, the star, Blue Max. Uh, That'll be on the stars. No, oh, no, no, no. Blue Max. The Blue Max. He was great okay. in that. Um, Battle Beyond the Stars Gill is a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that movie. And I love how they, they have uh um what's his face? Robert Vaughn playing the yeah, same character he did in in the uh Pretty in the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah and, throwback to all those same the village, only in outer space type movies. <laughs> yeah. Gil, you you uh you, 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 what, what do you think made those '70s tough guys so good? Just there was more grit seemed in those '70s films. So it's just yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they were actually punching each other. You know, Burt, Burt Reynolds insisted on doing all his own stunts. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I can't not mention Burt Lancaster. It's, I know he's a prick behind the scenes, but he is a good action yeah. star. Uh, Birdman of Alcatraz is still an amazing movie and I it annoys me when I see people going oh Shawshank Redemption so original I'm like you know how many frames they still practically from that movie <laughs> oh man um, what, Tom what's your opinion about that too with the 70s tough guys you know for me it it's a combination of the societal thread that was moving through especially in like mid to late 60s early 70s where everything started to get a little darker, a little grittier. And I think what really turned the corner, oddly enough, was um, was a movie called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Yes, thank you. There you go. That changed that, that, Melvin that Van changed the game, man. period. It, ma- yeah. it made realism entertaining. And it showed something that we we probably we definitely didn't see before then and it kicked off black exploitation i also want to throw in a little bit of the of the stuff like the grindhouse movies that were popular in the 60s and 70s i think they added a little bit of that grit to it because people were not looking yeah. for your they weren't looking for the ten commandments part two they were looking at they were looking at <laughs> no. something that was so one a little, it. <laughs> yeah, they were they were looking for something that looked closer to home, and the closer they got to home, the more things started to point out that ah, things are not exactly the way that we were they were we were told they were, um, right? And that led into, like I said, the grindhouse films, definitely black exploitation, and eventually, yeah, black exploitation took hold. Then that's when I think the tough guys really started to come out. And went right. from being actors who could act like a tough guy to tough guys who could act like mm-hmm. Fred Williamson. Well, there's a D- Detroit Nine Thousand, 
that was sort of like a grindhouse, but it wasn't really centered on black exploitation. It was um, <laughs> I can't remember who was in it. Um, Detroit Nine Thousand. That's not familiar. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I saw it in the four pack with like Quentin Tarantino suggested, you know, favorites or movies. Oh wow, we got freaking Alex Rocco. <laughs> oh man, I I totally forgot this guy. Wait a minute, Detroit Nine Thousand. Alex Rocco and the other guy are cops, and they're trying to bust up a drug ring. Harry yep. Rhodes from Breaking Point. Yeah, Vanetta I just saw the preview of that today, Gil. Did a McGee? Yeah, from freaking Shaft in Africa. Wow. Okay. <laughs> to, to me, I think it was, um, like I, I wanted to put this around to to Gil and Tom was because to me it's like first off you know the 60s were you know peace love you know and joy and then 68 you know you got the democratic you know the the, the riot the democratic riot mm -hmm. you got you know martin luther king being assassinated or jonathan you know robert kennedy being assassinated you you've got, got so you know people losing their minds yeah people are going ape shit you know because nixon's in office you know the vietnam war is escalating all that stuff and all of a sudden these movies are coming along where it's like all right screw the you know forget about fantasy forget about the good guy and the bad guy we should start making movies where everybody is kind of like on a you know there's a gray area that they're in 60s and, opened up the content the 70s opened up the commentary yeah and you know there's there's a movie that came out in 1970 called 1000 rifles mm. where we don't know if heard if, if um it's Burt it's uh, Burt Reynolds, Jim Brown, yeah, and that's right, Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch in there. Raquel Welch. Yeah, and you don't know if Burt Reynolds is a good day. guy or a bad guy in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's also there was also a movie called Tick 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 with James with Jim Brown, George Kennedy, and I'm trying to think who else was in it. Where. Jim Brown plays a, a black sheriff who's been elected, and George Kennedy is the guy who he you know, who he replaced. And it's in a southern town, and I forgot Clifton James awesome. was in that too. And they have see, to. It sounds similar to Take a Hard Ride, which he where he's with with uh, freaking Jim Kelly and Lee yeah. Leaf. But yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that other one. But uh, I, but Jim Brown is a sheriff. I mean, <laughs> shit, that's. Jim Brown, Jim Brown was a, a force in the seventies, a force, man. I mean, he yeah. does, he does Kenner. He does the slams. He does, uh, what else did he do? Jesus, I'm trying to think of what else, but you know, before, you know, he was, he was the first real black action hero. I can remember like, you know, I mean, you know, he did the dirty dozen. Right, and he, he he steals it out. He steals it out. I mean, him and him and and you know that's that you know, he was just amazing to watch, man. And then you, you got someone like Bronson who had done. Yeah, you got Bronson who breaks out of that movie, where he does you know Chano's Land and uh, you know the mechanic, Mister Majestic, the Death Wish series. Ten, you yeah. know uh the stone what was it the stone what was the one he did the stone the, the stone killer yeah the stone killer you know and Great the death Wish series put him over you know he wasn't you know yeah. he because i remember he, he does he does the death wish movies he's like 
it's like, you know, and my name is, you know, he's just, he's not even a cop. He's not even, he's just this architect whose wife gets, you know, gets killed and right. his daughter gets raped. Total and he just Popeye Doyle where he's hardened already. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, the thing was, like, all of a sudden these movies were coming out. It was grit. It was dirt. It's what was really going on. We were, we were looking at the world going, oh shit, this isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, um, it's not like with Efren Zimbala, some seven, seven subset strip where you're just a good looking guy playing a detective. Yeah. You know? I mean, God, you know, Bronson looked like your uncle who'd come over to your house and have a couple of shots and tell you so how he the world get you in a headlock. If you talk, <laughs> yeah, you get you in a headlock and pop, you know, pop your eyeballs out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh man William Holden I feel could have been a bigger tough guy actor for the most part he's just a chameleon you know in intense roles well, he does the wild bunch he does do the wild bunch and it, I kind of wish I could have seen more cowboy or soldier roles from him <laughs> he did do one with John Wayne I know that hmm. and to me John Wayne went in the 70s he wasn't a tough he was a well, he was, was, uh, was, was kind of of his time, just the smack talker. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, I know. <laughs> I just, I just think, and I, you know, Gil, Gil, you're, you know, Gil and Tom, and you know, Cameron. He's, I, I, I don't like John Wayne. I like John Wayne and True Grit, and that's the only movie I'll watch him in. But I, I can't I mean, watch. Yeah. 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 It, uh, <laughs> Liberty Valance is a decent one, but yeah, it's not because of him. <laughs> you know, well, McHugh. I have what was that? Watch McHugh. What, what, what was your opinion on it? <laughs> uh, well, my wife really likes him. Um, as far as his politics or something, I don't really follow that, or never followed that. But um, um, I mean, I liked Sons of Katie Elder. I liked you know true grit her favorites mcclintock i like it too yeah i mean i like mcclintock and i like big jake but i mean to me like when it came to the 70s his his it was like his it was like now it had passed him by you know well you uh, can tell you can see it in movies like the shootist and stuff like that um he just <laughs> he was losing any energy he had yeah he didn't have that swagger he had anymore and that's the thing you know because you got to realize now you know, Clint Eastwood had taken over from, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, when, when I've said like something like the good, the bad, and the ugly, or, you know, uh, what's the one, you know, uh, that Rio whole... Bravo is decent, but it's, it's mostly an ensemble piece. It's not like, wow, these guys are tough guys. <laughs> there's, you know, there's Rio Bravo and there's, there's the other one he did. Uh, that is like Rio Bravo, but it's not Rio Bravo. Uh, uh, shit. Macho Grande? Right. Uh, Macho Grande. <laughs> Macho Grande. What the hell? Um, Rio Lobo. That's the one. Yes. yes. And that didn't that have that had Robert Mitchum, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, but then I, the I other... always found him underrated. He well, in the yeah. 70s, actually, he could have. I mean, he did like the Yakuza, was a movie that he did. Yeah, totally. Wasn't, uh, wasn't that him? Uh, yeah. No, Robert... the, the Yakuza was Robert Mitchum. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. Isn't that what you said? Robert yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought you and, Dean Martin. I was like, Dean Martin and the Yakuza? No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dean Martin. That would have made it a lot more fun. <laughs> that would have been fun. Hey uh, there, Pally. Don't be, don't be throwing the well, then I guess at me. Dean Martin with the Matt Helm films, I guess. <laughs> not really. Oh, yes. yeah. 
is yeah so basically we're gonna place john wayne alongside frank sinatra where you're a name but you're not really a tough guy you know oh man uh uh mitchum has so many very underrated just like mercenary movies movies where he's there's one where he's like in greece and he's he's basically the transporter he's retrieving a contact there, there's advice. some movies of his I would love to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Yakuza one was one. That the he's like the Friends retired. of Eddie Coyle I've seen. Yeah, yes, I want to see that. The Friends of Eddie Coyle. You'll thank you for bringing that up. You'll you'll like it. It's a pretty good heist movie, and yeah, there's plenty of other just movies where he plays mercs or cowboys or just his detectives. Son, his son had a real good career too. Oh yeah, Chris in the Philippines. Yeah, he did because I've only yeah. ever seen some really crappy movies. Well, that's the thing. He had, yeah, well, he had, as I said, he was prolific in his crap. He did one called Blackout, which I want to see. Right. With um, him and Robert Carradine. Yeah. And then there's one that he did called Trackdown, which was kind of like a version of The Searchers. Oh, um, yeah, it, it's a good I saw it at a, at a film fest, that X Fest. Um, young girl goes to Hollywood, gets involved with the wrong people. And he goes down to like find her, and from what I from what I you know, it's like a version of the Searchers. Doesn't end happily though, but Basically. it's good. It's him, uh, Eric Estrada, <laughs> uh, Matthew Lee Crosby, um, Ann Archer. Oh wow! Who else was in that movie? Must have been really young. Must have been like her first movie. <laughs> Ann Archer. Yeah, it was like one of the first like first five she did you know and speaking of Carradine I I can also mention David Carradine oh yes oh yeah Kung Fu Death oh. Race Death Race yeah, 2000 baby well that's got Death Stallone Race. in it too and yeah Stallone in it it even has our governor or not our governor but uh, senator that uh, was on Love Boat was in it Fred Grandy oh, yeah. Fred Grandy yeah oh, he was God. in that Wow. Oh, yep. oh, he does, he does he was a one movie. Of the, oh, go ahead. He was, he was like the uh, like one of the assistants to somebody. I can't like the one of the lady drivers. I think. Okay. So there's a there's a David Carradine movie that he did with him and Stocker Channing, and all all I remember is it's a race movie. It's a racing movie, and Christopher Lee. And, oh yes, I had seen that one. Man, oh, back in the days, um, rapid and um, who the hell was this Christopher Lee's assistant in that? Circle of Iron, I think. Right? No, 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 no. The Circle of Iron's a karate movie. Right. Okay, so this is a racing movie with characters. This is a racing movie. It's not the Gumball Safari Three Thousand. Yes. Safari Three Thousand. Yes. That was fun. And I remember watching that movie, and I kept thinking, David Carradine must have really been needing the cash. But then I started thinking to myself. You know what? He probably made enough off of Kung Fu. He could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So I can't badmouth David Carradine, man. He was he did death death sport, death race two thousand, circle mm-hmm. of Iron. and he um, did actually take up some kung fu. He didn't know it one hundred percent, but he no. was very physically agile. Uh, unlike yeah, he, they unlike used Eric Roberts, who took one. like two classes and then said, "I'm a martial artist." You know? Yeah, he played the bad guy martial artist in Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yep. Oh yeah. He, is that the one where like, the ending, Gil? He gets shot, and we don't we don't even see it. 
I actually don't remember. It's been a few years since I don't I've seen him getting shot. Or he gets his ass kicked and we don't even see it, you know. Mm-hmm. They wanted that PG rating. <laughs> and it has Chicote from Star Trek Voyager in it, too. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Oh. <laughs> the Can't think of his real name, but tell me how to fight Chuck. Yeah. Robert Beltran, I think it is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He teaches acting lessons now. <sighs> Well, or does voices on that Star Trek Prodigy now? Well, yes, that too. <laughs> yeah, I want to. You know, I I keep wanting to see a lot of those shows, and I'm like, oh shit, I keep missing it. Or you know, <laughs> you'll have plenty of time. <laughs> yep. We were talking about Robert Shaw before. He did a great movie that no one ever, no one's really ever seen. I I hope it's out on DVD called Swashbuckler. Yeah. Oh yes. What, what year was, was that? That was like seventy nine or some shit like that. No, no. 70 died 70 so it's 75 i think 76 yeah yeah it's it's a fun one he, he plays a pirate him james earl jones genevieve bougeau mm-hmm. i'm trying to it's like it's kind of like a real funny movie to watch you know oh yeah we're leaving out a movie that i think a lot of people should be should watch just for the sheer talent level that's in this movie that's in there yeah Tom, tommy lee jones and william devane in rolling thunder oh yes Rotten that down. should have been a one that should have been one i mentioned early but i didn't and paul no schrader worry. man yep paul schrader wrote this script and directed it and it's a movie where it was like i i, I watched like the first 15 20 minutes of it and i was like holy christ Mm-hmm. You know, I want to watch more of it because you know, as time goes on, I'm gonna be. Them. But Tommy Lee, John, William Devane in that movie, you know, he's a Vietnam vet. He comes home, and they thought he had died. Didn't he have an arm missing in that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He got twenty silver dollars from the town. And he's and, just as gritty as you know, Marathon Man. You just you. Well, and Devane is pretty underrated as a whole as an actor. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, well, James Best plays the bad guy. The guy who played uh, Roscoe uh, P. Coltrane. Yep, guy who played Roscoe P. Coltrane. So what they do is I think they they beat his wife and kill his son, and they chop his arm off, right? Yeah, to add insult to injury, he can't fight yeah. back. What they do is what they do is he does is he decides to get even so what he does is he constructs a thing where he can shoot a gun with his bad arm like the, the arm the hook of the arm a la bruce campbell from uh evil dad yeah and yeah he goes after the guys and tommy lee jones plays like his was like his buddy and he says he says i found the people that killed my son and beat my wife I know where they are. Tommy Lee Jones just said very, very, just says very, very plainly. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me get my gear and we'll go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is a dark movie. It's a dark movie to watch. Totally. I got, uh, I mean, I, I got to admit, I haven't seen Rolling Thunder. I've seen the trailer in a 42nd Street DVD collection I have of movie trailers. And I saw the trailer in that. <laughs> and it, it's something I've been wanting to see, but I haven't yet. It's on Tubi, I think. It's on Tubi. Yeah, you gotta look. I mean, they may take it off. They take it off and put it back on every once in a while. You will enjoy it. Yeah. 
Tommy Lee, you know, William Devane, Tommy Lee Jones, Rolling Thunder. And actually, um, was it Death Proof where the movie starts rolling out and it actually, the title Rolling Thunder, I th- think even he pops up briefly and then it changes to Death Proof or something. <laughs> oh, God. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Probably. Holy crow. So, so I knew that Quentin Tarantino was a fan. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, I I think that's the great thing about a lot a lot someone like Quentin Tarantino who brings these these seventies, you know, you know, gritty grindhouse tough guy movies. Yeah, to Franco art. Nero cameo in his own Django is like yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I actually, I'm, tell, I, I'm tell, go ahead. I'm sorry. I saw Franco Nero in a movie that he did in nineteen seventy three at this at this X Fest. Gil, where do you live, if you don't mind me asking? Des Moines, Iowa, same as uh, Thomas. Nice. Okay. All right. So we'll have to oh, see you next time we're there. <clears throat> I, I, I'll send you a list of what I saw at the X Fest because it was well, the the movie we saw with Frank was was, was a movie called uh, True Crime or something like that. I forgot what it was called. Well, was it wasn't those... True Crime something with um, wasn't that something in the eighties? No, that's the, Clint Eastwood. I'm thinking of True Romance. Let me see. Yeah, I'm back on. Yeah, so Franco Nero plays a cop, and it's he he's going after um a drug like a drug cartel or something like that. There's a lot of those he does those '70s and cop movies that were. It's him, about. James Whitmore, and. I forgot the other uh, James Whitmore. Jesus, James Whitmore's in it. Yeah, yeah. High crime. Okay. High, high crime. Yep. High crime. Wow. Yeah. This looks legit, and it's by Njoji Castellari, who you might know from the Bronx Warriors movies. Yep. The big racket. And the thing I love about it is like it's just so violent, the way everything plays out in the movie, but it's like there's some points when you're watching it you're like how could they get away with this but the great thing is franco nero is such a badass in that movie oh yeah you know oh yeah i mean he's he's in a martial arts flick too now i think of it franco nero the guy from django Mm -hmm. movies yeah Uh, can't think of the name of that though enter the ninja yep that's it (laughs) he only did one right he only did one of those well, th- did I say many? I meant I did. That's the only one that I saw him in. Yeah, he, there was a bunch of them, and there was like Enter the Ninja, Enter Ninja Two, Enter Ninja Three, Possession. But he was only they, in like the first one, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very cool, gents. Uh, I got something. Uh, I brought this up on a page once. And it's a movie I saw when I was young. It came out in 75. I know that. Um, and it's a shit. And, and like these gunfires going off and everything is bleeding. Everything that the gunfire hits bleeds. If it's like a wooden post, it bleeds. If it's a car <laughs> headlight, it bleeds. And I'm trying to oh, remember. Sam Peckinpah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a peck In fact, if I remember right, it had uh, like one of the guys from the Bowery Boys in it. Oh, wow. Might have even had more than that. Oh, oh. Gabe Dell's in it. Is it Gabe Dell? Uh, that sounds familiar. Gabe Dell. 
Gabe Dell might be in it. Gabriel Dell. Hold on. I can look it up. Uh, <laughs> give me a minute. You said like it's like it's like everything bleeds in it. Yeah, there's a gunfight that goes off between these two guys, and like everything that gets shot bleeds, even if it's an inanimate object. Hold on, let me look. Cape Dell. Because I'm trying to think. It. I thought I thought it was until recently. I thought it was a fever dream I had when I was a kid or something. <laughs> but it was an actual movie. You said one of the Bowery Boys is in it, right? Yeah. In fact, there might be more than one Bowery Boy in it, but I think there's definitely one. Uh, let me see. You said it's 1975? Yep. Let's look. Um, it, and it was a weird movie, too. I mean... <laughs> the Manchu Eagle Murder Mystery Caper? No, that ain't that, it. That sounds... What was that again? The Manchu Eagle Murder Caper Mystery. That's it. Okay, it's it's a takeoff on the Maltese Falcon, wow. and it uh, has Barbara Harris, Anjanette Comer, Will Gear, Sorrel Brooks, Vincent Gardenia, Nita Talbot, and Nicholas Costalo Coach. Coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He was a bartender in there. I think he was a bartender in there, which would be ironic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dick Gaudier is in it. Oh yeah, a Jaime from Get Smart. Yeah, and a competent mailer, private eye, aided by a chicken hatchery owner, is called upon to solve the murder mystery of a mailer, privatized nutty milkman, Godier, who has discovered has a secret life where he practiced various animal fetishes. <laughs> it's this sounds like it's one a weird of movie. Wacky time. Oh wow, he's a furry. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can check it out. I'm going to see if I can find it somewhere just to watch it. YouTube's usually a good place to look. Yeah. YouTube's been pulling up a lot of stuff lately, which is really cool. Very sweet. Very sweet. These are some good recommendations all. Well, if that's it, I think we've, 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 done a bunch of ass kicking we've done a bunch of high punches we've done car chases we've done hard-boiled cops and outlaws yeah bad cops in the loose right architects everyday heroes <laughs> getting fit 70s style there's there's one movie i think that um you guys should see that is basically a really fun movie um and i forgot to bring it up it's called shoot with Cliff Robertson, Henry Silva, and Ernest Borgnine. Yes. Wow. I've seen, I've seen that. I see the trailer for that. Same here. I watched it. I watched it, and holy crow. All you can say is, this is, this is how you act when you're Ernest Borgnine in the 70s. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Whatever notes we were given. You know, oh. <laughs> It was, it's just, it's a good movie to watch. Cliff Robertson is psychotic. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I mean, he's just, he's just off his rocker in that movie. Wow. I'll check that one out. <sighs> Anything? And on that happy note. <laughs> just our usual selves. Anything else you guys are watching that you want to recommend? <laughs> 
Um, any documentaries on some of these cult movies? I'm going. I have been watching um, Sergei Eisenstein's Ivan the Terrible to see why to see why Harvey and Michael Medvedev called one of the worst movies of all time. (laughs) Because I've been watching a lot of the movies they suggested, and I see nothing wrong with them. And then I realized Michael Medvedev's a real dingbat. You know. I did watch I did watch the Japanese movie Alakazam. <laughs> and I just want an hour and I want that 90 minutes of my life back. <laughs> that reminds me I, I I saw it's on Tubi right now. I think it's called The Brain Monster. It's a Japanese film. It's so weird. I love it. <laughs> I have to watch that. At least it wasn't in Sean. Oh, oh, you watch and you're like, it may not be as bad as it is, but it's still an Ishtar in terms of there's very little entertainment value here. <laughs> uh, the movie version of Pink Lady and Jeff. Oh, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I just thought of a weird movie that's not an action movie or anything like that. <laughs> and it was one I had, I it's one another one I thought that it was a fever dream when I was young, and it had Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel in it. And it wasn't the producers. It was uh, it was called Rhinoceros. Yes, I've seen that movie. Oh God! I, I, like a few years back, I finally, you know, I, I thought it was a fever dream, and then I saw that title. And I'm like, why does that seem familiar to me? So I, I start watching it. I'm like, oh my God, God! I thought this was something I had a nightmare about when I was a kid. Do you want us? Do you want something funny, Gil? What? When Encore first came on. They played a lot of these old, like, 70s movies, mm-hmm. which I loved to watch. Rhinoceros was one of them. Was it? Yes. Gene Ahulian Ahu- was the guy who wrote it. And they basically Americanized it. <laughs> and, no, well, yeah, because they, you know, it wasn't in Paris. It was in America. It, was, it wasn't a small town. It was a city. You know, they just basically, yeah. That's that was a that was an actual movie. Yeah, you're Gil. Yeah, yeah. It's where everybody in the everybody around him is all turning into rhinoceroses. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Oh man, wild, wild, wild. But hey, fun as time. <laughs> Absolutely. Gil, it's finally good to talk to you because I see I, we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, well, I, I was involved in another conversation, but it was not one I got involved with too much because you guys knew more about it than I did. No, don't worry <laughs> about it, man. It's all about just being a laid-back chat, no favoritism, or a cool guy here knows something more than me. It's like, well, we all got some good suggestions here for our reminder of movies we had seen or need to receive. Well, I I keep thinking that I'm a pretty good movie expert, and I'm hearing JJ talk, and I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's called welcome to, getting welcome schooled. To the club. Yeah. <laughs> getting schooled by JJ. It's a, it's a fun time. The thing with the thing, Gil, I got to tell you is that like I had two older parents. I've told people this, so you got to. So I was like exposed to a lot more stuff than most kids were when it came to movies. Yeah. 
so I like my father would tell me about like you know like movies like M with Peter Lorre oh, and um yeah That's a classic. I, I I know way more about musicals than I should because of my grandmother <laughs> Yankee Doodle Dandy and um Gene Kelly singing in the rain and whatever you're raised on it's where yeah. you know Annie, get your gun. Huh? Annie, get your gun. Yep. And you know that Judy Garland was supposed to be in that movie and she they dropped her? Nope, I didn't because know that. She, yeah, they, they dropped her, I think, due to, like, she was exhausted or something like that. <laughs> and they brought in, they brought in, uh, what's her face, Betty Hutton, and she did a great job. It's always wild how these castings are not much different than any other you know, day job where it's like the person passes the job interview but can't do the work. So whoever was denied interview pretty much instantly gets the job right up front. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think technology has kind of demystified actors nowadays. Yeah, anyone yeah. who CGI muscles work out in the gym for two weeks. That's that's that, that's what's that's what's kind of pissed me off about a lot of movies lately is that. That's why I, mean, I watch the, the, all these Olympus has fallen and Expendables type movies because they're basically just bringing back all stuff like the wild geese and yeah, thirty dozen type and, stuff. And the thing with me is that you gotta, you know, to me like those movies, like like you said, the wild geese, the dirty dozen, um, you know, the the, the movie, you know, a lot of those dying inside, even though they are otherwise un, you know, unkillable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I just watched a movie called High Risk Ooh, with James yes. uh, J- James Brolin, James Brolin, Cleavon Little. Um, who else was in it? Uh, Bruce, was it the Bionic Woman herself. Cleavon Little is he that guy that was in Blazing Saddles? Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Wasn't Lindsay Wagner um, in that? I think Lindsay Wagner's in it. Um, Quinn, I'm trying think. to think. Right. Anthony Quinn's in it. Uh, James Coburn's in it. Um, Ernie Borgnine makes a camp makes an appearance in it. Um, it's um, a bunch of guys go down to South America to rob like five million dollars from this drug dealer. Yeah, and they get, they basically get caught and they have to go rescue their buddies. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Davidson, Bruce Davidson was in it. Oh wow! And he's one of the guys that goes down there. And then the guy who played Marvin Gomez from. Thank God it's Friday. Remember the guy who dances on the car? <laughs> he's got he's got the my name is Marvin Gomez, but I am I you know I love to wear leather. Um he's in that movie too. And uh the great thing about the movie, it's 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 just like the ultimate, like you know, caper movie. Yeah. That goes wrong. I've seen it offered on various DVDs and VHSs. I think if I saw it, it was one brief night on a antenna channel. Um, I found it very similar to this other movie that has Christopher Lee, Telly Savalas, and even OJ, uh, Killer Force. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just the 70s and 80s were, you know, before the 90s and 2000s, they experimented way more with just giant all star casts, you know. Whoa! Wow. Mm. <laughs> that I gotta find. Yeah. I also gotta. I also gotta find Jaguar lives. Jaguar lives. Why does that sound? 
Um, the guy oh, was a wow. force five. Joe and, Lewis. And, oh, wow. I you know, I've seen this. There's a yeah. movie that I mentioned to Thomas that I needed to show him that I haven't yet the last time we got together at the theater. Um, <laughs> and it's called Roar. Came out in 1980 and has Melanie Griffith in it. Oh, yeah. Tippy, Tippy Hedren. Yeah. Tippy Hedren, yep. And and the lion almost killed Melanie Griffin. Yep. Uh, yeah, they were trying to act with untrained lions and animals in this movie. And it whatever script they had kind of went out the window, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I think it bit Melanie Griffin on the neck. He had to get surgery. Yep. Yeah. And they had to stop filming for like a year or something like that. Well, I, I remember think- that. I think I remember reading, or because after I watched the movie, I saw stuff on YouTube, and it took him like ten years to make the movie. Yeah, yeah. Jim Devon, famous cinematographer. Yep, he was director yep. of Speed and Twister. And, and I think I, Black Panther's dad was in that too. I'd have to take another look, but I, I saw Whitaker? a black actor. That, that looks like the guy who played Black Panther's dad. I don't think it's Forrest Whitaker. I don't think he was. No, not that. Forrest Whitaker. That, that, there was uh, his his dad dies because he was the previous Black Panther. Uh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, but uh, and you see him like in the dream world where, you know, yeah. um, I know the cinematographer though. Like that on the poster, there's a picture of a guy who got scratched by a line, and that's the cinematographer. They use that for the marketing, <laughs> and he still to this day is like, man, that was a shit show of a movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's something I've been dying to show uh, Thomas and another friend of mine. Yeah, uh, trying to get him out to my place but it just hasn't happened yet unusual action sci-fi horror movie it might have been the one that kicked off all the tiger attack films <laughs> <laughs> there is a movie i want to see um with dennis christopher Ooh. where he plays a nerdy a nerdy guy who basically is obsessed with movies and he uh he starts to kill people. That's every movie, but no, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm trying to the, think. Yeah, I think it was called. Shit, I'm trying to remember the name of it. And then there's another movie he did called California Dreaming, where he plays like this button-down guy who moves out to California, and it's a comedy. Wow. I think I, all, it's been a few decades, but I think I've seen that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good movie. But they did they did a remake of that with C. Thomas Howell and uh, Peter. What's his face? The guy from Thirty Something. Oh, where it was kind of where it was kind of like that. Peter Horton, I think. Oh, Peter Side Horton. Out. That's the name of the movie. Side Out. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was on HBO every. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I remember Side Out. Jesus. <laughs> Such a yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm... Oh, this has been a delight going into this oh, yeah. intro hour. As yeah. always. So next week we're doing. Oh yeah. This <laughs> Jerry and Sylvia Anderson. Yeah. Huh? Jerry Five. and Sylvia Anderson. <laughs> the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yep. Oh, okay. So, uh, Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds UFO, Space nineteen ninety nine. I like the outfits the women wore in UFO. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh yes! <laughs> oh, by the way, have you guys ever seen Moon Zero Two? Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
look at the look at the costumes on UFO. Yeah, and I already you, made yeah. that the haircuts. I, I remember looking yeah. at the hair. Yeah. Yep. I, Gil, I think you mentioned that to me. Did I? I think I I posted something about that on, <laughs> on some move on Mr. Mr. Sanchez. I was watching Moon Zero Two, and you said, "Yeah, it looks like they had the same design because I know G- Gabriel Drake wore the same kind of wig." This must have had a conversation we had a long time ago. Then it was, I think it was a long time ago, and I think I was like, I just had watched it, and I was like, I just noticed a lot of the stuff on that was like, it looks like the production designer worked on UFO, and, and I think, yeah, and I think the one thing that gets me is uh, Catherine Shell, who was in Moon Zero Two. Would be on Space 1999. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Too funny. Too. How it all works. Yep. Both came on. What was her name on Space 1999? I know she was a changeling. Maya. I think it was Maya. Maya. Yeah. Maya. She was a changeling, and they brought when they did this. Well, we're going to get into this next week, but what they what happened was was that um, the guy who played Doctor Victor Bergstrom, um, what's his name, Barry Morse, basically just was like, "Look, we want you to come." He's like, "No, I'm not doing it." And what they did was they wrote in, I think, a novel or an episode that he, like, uh, Victor, if he, you know, one goddamn, you know, one one faulty oxygen, you know, line, and that's it. You know, they, they basically told, you know, thought he, he told he died of, a, you know, his spacesuit malfunctioned or something like that. <laughs> but they changed the whole cast around except for, you know, uh, it's what Martin Landau and uh, what's-her-face, his wife at Barbara the time. Bain. Mm-hmm. Barbara Bain, yeah. Yep, and they had and they had some of those people from season one uh, scattered there, but mainly it turned into uh, Caning, um, Doctor um, Maya, and security guy who was also on Tony. That was his name, Tony. Yeah. And they had the guy with the mustache too. Exactly. Like, no, Pretense Hall. No, Pretense Hall was gone by then. They had the Pretense, other guy. Uh, Pretense Hancock. Uh, he, yeah, Pretense I Hancock. Him in a few, I thought I saw him in a, in a few episodes in season two. I got to read up on this because I don't. I think what happened was the production, the guy who was the head of the production, basically <laughs> like Ed Friendly or Ed Freeberger, whatever his name was, Ed Fr- Freeberger. It was Ed Friendly. Ed Friendly. Or Fred, like, maybe it was Fred was Fred, friendly Fred was Freeberger. Fred Freeberger. That's his name, Fred <laughs> Freeberger. They, he basically just basically said, all right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it this way. It's gonna be like Star Trek now, and, and like they were just like, uh, "God, no!" You ideas. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, next week you can hear it all in its fabulous glory. But until then, guys, <laughs> I'm glad we just could go through the tunnel of just you know endlessly fascinating you know guys who we still want to see the rest of the resumes. They got very hard to find. You know, movies. You know. So. <laughs> always fun going to just you know yard sales and just other just archive shops and just finding just little gems there's a place by me now they're selling all these old dvds and stuff and i found like like stuff for like one buck i was like oh i gotta get this you know yeah. <laughs> yes can't blame you all right all right well kudos to y'all and all kudos to you. Kudos to me. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you.
follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a